It's Paul. It's Florin. What are we grinding today? Today, we're gonna talk about the types of events that entrepreneurs should go to. And then we are, we are going to move on to Founders Clubs. Founders Club? Well, how are they different by conferences? Well, they're actually very different. They're different from conferences. They are different from uh, meetups. They're different from uh, like drinkabouts and other stuff like that. And let's start by how, how would you define them? How would I define a Founders Club? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a club. Okay. <laughs> I guess that, that part was obvious. Uh, and founders go to it, but like real founders, like people who actually have a startup or are in the process of actually starting a startup and not just people who are currently only discussing, evaluating their options or uh, the, other, the other side of it, like just uh, consultants, people who offer services to startups. They sh they aren't allowed in the in the founders clubs. Ah, okay. So, so it's ex exclusively for founders. Ah, okay. So not the kind of events that everybody wants to go because they want to sell something to somebody else. No, no. Like I I wouldn't even get the guys from Square Mile, uh, in, into my founders club, even though they make this great coffee that we're drinking today. Hmm. Interesting. So if I'm a health tech founder. I should join only a founder club that is focused on health tech? No, not really. Because there is a lot that you have in common just due to the fact that you're a founder. You have a lot in common with other people who have started uh, the process of founding companies. You, you mentioned here a lot like founders. So should we all have like two, three years of experience as founders or... When I qualify, let's say like that, if I'm at, at the beginning, I have just the idea and I know that I want to commit to a startup. That depends on the club and that depends on how you want to structure the club. Because you could have, for example, a very pretentious club that's like, you're only allowed here after your, your third startup and we want to see that you're... First, at, that at least one of the previous startups uh, was an exit and that's the only way you can join us. And this is due to the fact of the topics, because in order for all of us to gain something, we need to be on the same level, or it is just because they are... No, people, people need to be kind of at the same level in order to gain value from, from the Founders Club. Because otherwise, if you want like a general mixer and you want to mix with the with the general population with the other founders, you can just go to the other types of events. As I've said, uh, networking events, uh, open coffees. Uh, we used to do an event called Open Connect, which had the same idea. We were meeting for uh, breakfast, sometimes sometimes brunch. Uh, other other stuff of you know those types of events were Wednesdays, where people gather Wednesday for a founders lunch. Uh, and they just discussed stuff, but those events are open. Like anybody can join if if they see like the event somewhere, they they can just come in, introduce themselves, network with the with the startup people, and there you can have everyone. Or a conference where you have a lot of people who join, even employees from different companies, and it's not really uh, very exclusive. But if if you would go to an exclusive event, 
you would need to get some value from it. And in order to get that real value, you would need to have people who are uh, on the same level as you are. And let's say you convince me and I want to join this kind of a, of a club. I should Google it like health tech experience founder club or how should I found it? I know, I guess people should invite you to it. <laughs> so you have to, so you have to be invited. <laughs> so people have to first know about you. Okay. So the first clue to not join one, if, if I found it on Google. Well, yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's for the best. Cause, uh, some of those clubs, you don't really know what's up with them. I mean, they're basically marketing the club to everybody. What are they trying to get out of it? Is it like some sort of club where you go and they start selling you stuff, pitching you a couple of, you know, weird schemes or a lot of, a lot of weird things could happen that way. Like for example, if you go to a real club like Toastmasters, yeah, you could, um, find stuff written about it in, in books. It's a public speaking club. Uh, and you can find stuff about written in books. You can Google it and you can join. And that's like always a, a really great club. I've seen clubs from all over the country. I've even seen clubs from uh, the United Kingdom. Um, and they were all super okay. Uh, even some clubs from the United States. I've network networked with a couple of people who were there. And those clubs are really good. But that's like Toastmasters and they have really clear policies. You can study their policies and gain trust. But... Otherwise, you wouldn't really know what to expect if you go to another kind of club where, you know, people might just be into selling stuff, not value-based networking, let's say. Yeah, and I think in the end, like, these are on a certain team. For example, if I want to learn to uh, talk better in, in, in public, I go to Toastmasters. So it's I know clearly from the beginning that I will develop my public speaking skills So on, on that part. Yeah. Did you have experience, like, was your participant in some of these clubs? Like, did you join or did you I've, started the Founders Club? Can you tell us? I've actually started two Founders Clubs. So I, I had a really great experience at Toastmasters. I was super happy about it. I met a lot of smart people there, a lot of people who became friends or uh, really great business acquaintances uh, and, and like a lot of cool people. And then I said, okay, so if this is something that brings together people who are connected by the fact that they want to they, they wanna speak to a lot of people, to speak to all, to entire audiences, um, I'm trying to do this startup thing. I was trying to get my first startup off the ground. And I was like, okay, then why don't I do this with a couple of like-minded people who, you know, they want to get their own startup off the ground and let's see what happens. And I did, and it was really cool. And then by the time I had the second startup, um, I've had an investment. So once you have an investment, you really need to make sure that you grow fast enough. You had you have good metrics to show. It's like a lot more pressure than when you're just the guy who wants to just start something for, for the gist of it. And basically, I've started the other club with other people who got funding kind of in the same period. So we were... On a, on a very similar trajectory of growth from um, multiple points of view. And and that's why I think that we really had a lot to learn from one another, even though each of us activated in completely different industries. 
So basically in this second club, the criteria was that each member had a funding. So basically when you started the second one, yeah. you look for people who got funded because that was the struggle that each of you had or, yeah. or having similar struggles in that Yeah, period. because um, one of us had an angel investment. Uh, most of them had uh, investments from accelerators, startup accelerators. And there was also one that had the funding from um, like a research grant, a university grant, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But basically, the same things were in common. All of them were somehow related to tech, so all of them could be labeled as tech startups. And all of them had uh, outside funding. And the first one, how did you found the members? Like, was close to you or friends or... Uh, we actually met at an entrepreneurial event um, where where they taught you a lot of things about business, integrity in business, uh, how to develop your networking skills, how to pitch to investors and a lot of things. And I think it was like very, a very hands-on uh, experience. It was filled with workshops. We got to meet a lot of uh, local entrepreneurs, which was a, a, a really great things for, thing for us to see because... I was at university, some of them were uh, still in high school, the other were in the first years at university, and we all got together, and for two weeks we've seen a lot of things about business that we, we wouldn't have known otherwise. So, m me and a couple of them were uh, were very united during this, uh, this time, we got along very well, and then we said, you know, we're having different discussions between us, uh, when I just use our time more efficiently, all of us get together because we all like each other and just start discussing about stuff, uh, making this very, very exclusive club, just just the four of us at the beginning and then we've um, we've let other people in, we, we knew who were also uh, trying to create uh, online projects or businesses based around online projects and we got them into our club, so at one point I think there were seven or eight people. So you started like four, then seven, eight. Is there a yeah. certain size or should the group decide based on, on their needs? They should decide, but once you add more people, it becomes a lot harder to really manage the discussions and what each individual member needs from the club. And I think what you don't want to or you don't want to be in the position in which to start think of a president and things like that like hierarchy or, or something like that oh yeah yeah because definitely the the idea would be that it's each of us comes with uh advices and the problems that uh he or she has so basically sharing ideas and learning and helping each other yeah yeah exactly uh yeah also the other interesting was that the things that uh, were similar in both clubs that I started um, was the fact that we let club members decide what they would like to learn more about and then one of the members was supposed to hold a presentation about that topic that the others wanna, wanted to learn about and there was also like a moderator and each week we got to exchange roles so we wouldn't have the same person the same persons doing the same roles every single week and that made things a lot more fun and we had even secretary this was an idea from Toastmasters that we borrowed uh we we had the secretary to you know 
just kind of like write down the things that were discussed. We also had an email after that with, look, we met today. This is kind of like what we discussed. These are the resources we shared. Oh yeah, and, and we were also doing so, it was like presentation, resource sharing, and then Q&As and general networking uh, between the founders. And I think like from each meeting to meeting, you are switching these roles. Probably yeah. today would be me, tomorrow you and so on. Yeah, yeah. And one of the coolest things that, that we've done at the second club, uh, this was a suggestion from one of the members, but then it became like the whole, the core rule of the club was uh, to meet like once every two weeks. And each time we meet to be in someone else's office. Hmm. And it was so interesting. Interesting about this. So let's take it one by one. So first you said that you decided to meet every two weeks. Yeah. So if I'm doing my own founder club, I should decide to meet regularly, even if I don't have a topic to discuss about, or I should meet only when I have a topic to discuss or one of the members has a problem. Oh, that's a that's an excellent question, Paul. That's an excellent question. Actually, we had a rule that uh, if you didn't show up for a couple of for a couple of meetings, you would get kicked out. Hmm, interesting. So basically, each member needs to be an active member. Yeah, and like and bring... that was that was super important. Like, if for example you had like a really tough period because you know we're all founders, we all go through very stressful periods. Periods where, uh, you know, I, I can't say this nicely, but shit hits the fan and you have to like solve problems with your investment, solve problems with the cash flow, uh, make crazy offers just to make cash flow or I don't know what, something can happen, but that's basically like three meetings. Um, I know it's like six weeks, right? Yeah. Well, in, in your situation was like every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you don't join for six weeks, okay, because you know you need to fix those problems. But then we expect to be present. If you're not present after that, you're kicked out, and we let room for for other people. That in in case you leave, we're we're gonna try to fill your spot. Yeah, because if I don't manage to come at least one, like to come at this, it means that it doesn't bring value to me. So probably. Yeah. I should let somebody else on, on that part. Yeah. And let, let's say on a certain week you didn't have a topic to discuss. Like, how did you do that meeting? Was only a Q&A? Was let's meet for a drink and that's all? Or you try to talk about something meaningful? We never met for drinks. Even though we made a lot of fun during the meetings and, oh boy, the the... The laughs that we've shared, it, it it was phenomenal, right? But we never actually we never we never actually uh, met to drink. There was something that we completely took out of the equation because um, we wanted to make sure that you know we we don't get off topic because once you start drinking, at least somebody from the group is gonna go completely off topic and talk about nonsense or just share jokes and not pay attention to anything else. And we didn't really want that. So the I, I guess that the best things that m maybe share food sometimes or something like that, but but never alcohol, uh, you know. Yeah. So I think this is an an important thing to to take out like this part because when you bring alcohol to the table, yeah, it's okay for me to have fun or something like that. But if you want to learn something and to do something meaningful, probably 
we should leave it out of the of the table. Yeah. Like us, for yeah. example, so we are drinking coffee while doing the podcast. So exactly, like there was the that really interesting TED talk that said that the uh, illumination period. I I don't really recall how it's actually called in history. But the thing with Jean-Jacques Rousseau and the other guys who uh, became very smart and then we got out of the Middle Ages and started doing some really important things with our human lives, uh, that period became uh, came to be only after people discovered that instead of meeting for beer, we can actually meet for coffee. And then people were like, damn, we can drink coffee. Hey, man, we're smart now that we're drinking coffee. There was a TED Talk about this. I totally loved it. And, and it was true because they only used to drink beer And they never had productive conversations or anything. And then they switched to coffee. Their brain started to actually work. Uh, they became creative and then they found solutions to a lot of world problems. And I think this is important. I, I don't know this talk, to be honest, but maybe you share us on our Facebook page okay. these days. So um, Startup Express on Facebook and probably Florin will share the link there. Yeah, definitely go to Startup Espresso on Facebook and I will share and I will share the link to the TED Talk. It's revolutionary. So basically you didn't meet just to brag about that your cool founders and our meeting and things like that. So basically you worked. No, and sometimes I mean what would happen if you don't have a topic to discuss in a week? Like in those weeks where we really didn't have anything to say, it was just like, okay, man, where are you at? How's it going? What's been stressful lately? And then it was like kind of like group therapy, which sounds stupid if you're not a startup founder. But then if you're a startup founder, you really need other people to to discuss things with, to see that you're not alone in this. Because uh, you can't really discuss these things with your with your wife, with your girlfriend, you can discuss them with your friends who have never started a startup because they just don't get it. But if you talk to other people who have been through the same problems, you can really get like a ton of problems out there and sometimes even find creative solutions from your peers and next actions and all of these cools, cool ideas that you can do to get, uh, to get to the next level in the startup. Actually, you mentioned like two really nice points here. So the first that it became a support group. So yeah, we all know that in, in this startups world, there are like struggles and sometimes it's it's hard. Yeah. But on the other hand, you said that, and yeah, I agree with you. So if you're a startup and you're actually working on that startup, not just bragging about that you are a founder, probably in those two weeks, you have some problems that you can discuss about. But you said that yeah. if not, there is the questions, where are you at? And exactly. what I think here, and it's important that the members of the club uh, trust each other, because otherwise, if you will ask me, where are you at? I will just brag about and probably then won't help me. So telling you that yeah. I'm doing so well, but probably I'm not. It would be more helpful probably to tell you that I'm struggling now to get customers and maybe I get some advices on, on how to do this. That's true. And, and that's why the meetings and the club itself should be exclusive. Because I will tell you, in the first in the first meetings, uh, we didn't really brag about stuff, but we weren't very transparent with one another. Because we didn't really know each other. I mean, we knew each other from events, but we didn't really, like, really know each other and really know a lot of stuff about the other people in the room. And how did you create this trust between you? 
well, since we talked about different subjects and that's where it helped that we had speakers and topics, we've realized that, you know, we, st I, I guess we just started becoming friends. I, I know. I, I don't think that's a bad, there's a better way to put this, but we saw that we could genuinely pe speak to the other people. There were no stupid people among us, no people who were, you know, horrible people. N none of them seemed shady or untrustworthy. None of them seemed, you know, the kind of people that you would try to run away from. So basically we've got to a point where we were like, yeah, I could definitely start a company with you. So no, none of them came to the first meeting and shared their business cards. No, no, especially because most of us at least knew each other somehow. <laughs> but no, 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 that didn't happen. And yeah. we had uh, certain events, I mean, certain meetings where we brought people from the outside. Of course, when we brought people from the outside, we didn't really share a lot of internal details. But after a few meetings, when it was only the members of the club, we shared like the most, uh, the most private metrics regarding the startup even stuff regarding cash flow how the cash is doing how much money we pay employees like a lot of things that you wouldn't really discuss with anybody else yeah i was actually making these jokes with the business card because in my first startup due to some bad advice i thought that it was a good idea to have business cards from the first day so it was really funny so i was written ceo <laughs> on my business card and i actually was doing a lot of the works together with with Alex and he was like the CTO I was the CEO and actually <laughs> we're still working on the on yeah. the product so yeah that's the funny part with the uh, with the business card and but I guess I guess it's only natural right because it's like doing that it's like showing yourself that you're actually committed to to being in business and that's like a way even though it's kind of stupid and vanity it's like a real way that you can show yourself that you are in business and you really want to do this thing and you want to see it through yeah on on this part also yeah actually i would like to ask you also you said that you started two clubs yeah when did you decide to end the first one or how do you feel at some point that you need to Man, it was retire so weird. from it? Um, every single time, there was not one particular person or two particular persons who said, okay, guys, I'm out. The club just died on itself. So there was a point where the club just said, yeah, we can't do this anymore because this, this and that. And everybody came to the same conclusion at the same time. So it's never like, okay, now we're we're not Backstreet Boys anymore. I'm quitting this band and I'm gonna join another band or stuff like that. So it, it wasn't that much of a boy band anyway. <laughs> Is it due to the fact that probably each of you got to a point in which? Yeah, we got to different points, and I think that you know our our journeys together ended because uh, some of us got to a point that was like way too high for for the others the others crashed their startups uh others focused on trying another project together they then turned it into a very successful startup but you know at, at one point they were like yeah we shouldn't really be there because 
you know, we've got nothing to share, we've got nothing to do, we're just trying this stupid idea out, and we're going to see if it works or not, but it's not relevant for us to meet anymore uh, for a given period of time. And the interesting thing was that even after the club closed down, we still got to do a lot of collaboration. You saw people, uh, I became your co-founder, or I started working in your startup, I no longer have a startup, you can hire me now. And it was really interesting to see, like, uh, one of my investors actually called this thing, like, we were trying to do the PayPal Mafia, that's what he said to me. I mean, he said to all of us, because we met with him uh, one night, and and he said, you you guys have created, like, a sort of PayPal Mafia, so... So you've done some some startups remotely successful, each of them, and now you're like the PayPal Mafia. Uh, everybody works for everybody in your group. You share resources with the others. And even though you go to other companies, you will still be together in this way. <laughs> nah, I think like this part is quite important to, to have the trust and to share knowledge and, and resources. But regarding these topics, like, what is your opinion regarding... And by the way, most of them have actually been invited to my wedding and they came and we had like a really good time there. So, yeah, that, that also happened. So you really became good friends. Yeah, we really, we really became good friends. It was it was so weird. But we, uh, while doing that, we realized that we were connected on, on so many levels uh, and we've been together at so many different events and we've done so many things together that it was like, yeah, dude, we're really good friends. I mean... Especially after an age, a certain age, you don't really make a lot of new friends. So this gives you a real opportunity to make great friends. Yeah, and I think this proved that you had the, the same values and were on the with the same belief. Regarding yeah. the, the topics, like, what's your opinion regarding a member who just complain and complain at every meeting? So it's like, I have only problem, 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 problem. <laughs> I'm... Well, like the bad karma. Um, so most of us became uh, equally minded, so to say. Uh, all of us became jokesters uh, and downright horrible people. I mean, the way we were talking to one another was crazy. Some people could have could have thought that we were just making fun of one another all day long and stuff like that. Uh, we were really 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 bad and then we had this new member we were actually trying to to make him become a full-time member but then he was only complaining about everything and we've been we've been gentle with him at first but then we saw that that's all he does and we've just roasted him on and on and on again during one of the meetings and then he never he never came back we we never heard from him again but he was like dude it's way too much. It's either you're going to take this feedback or you're going to get out the door. And then he got out the door. Ah, but actually you tried to, to convince him to change yeah. that person before like just kicking it out. Yeah, and, and all of us had extremely valid arguments. He didn't want to hear them. If you don't want to hear them, you're wasting our time. You shouldn't be here. And at least we had fun kicking him out. I'm also curious, like, do you have any knowledge of founders club that are created by some accelerators or some startup programs like because i know about founders dinner i i I don't know about that one so usually like let's say accelerators or programs have like a night where the founders are coming or an investor like gathering all the the founders oh that's a that's a good idea actually 
I I think I do have an example. And I think that this was one of the first things like a catalyst to my idea of actually starting an entrepreneurial club. Uh the guys from Startup Chile. They were like super successful back in the day. I I don't know if they're still doing that today because I haven't been that in tune with uh with a lot of news in this industry. But they've uh, they've invested in people. They brought them all together and they made sure that the founders connect to one another that all of them are very in the know regarding each other's progress and I've spoken to uh some of the people who have actually been inside and once he told me the stories I was sold I was like yeah that's the best way to do an accelerated program all of those startups collaborated so much the ones that were successful became successful because they had help even from the founders who then became unsuccessful so it, it was really interesting to see and the fact that they were all brought together that brought each of them a lot more value than if they j- would have just gotten some money and some mentors and stuff like that because they were doing a lot of learning together and that was super important for each of them regarding this part with being together what do you think about remote startup uh founder clubs like should we physically no. meet to to in a place or because you said that in your case you're meeting at each one offices so if I want to do a remote one what do you think can it work can it like it can work but it can work but you need people to be super super filled with integrity because otherwise you know if i know you and i know a lot of other people who are in the same club uh i'm going to have social pressure to show up because i really know you guys we we can't kind of meet we happen to meet at the same events i don't want to be the guy who was like Eh, just look at that jackass, he never showed up, he said he would, he never showed up, I hate that guy. And you don't want to be that guy, but if it's online, it's <laughs> it's very easy to ignore your emails, ignore your Facebook messages, ignore your WhatsApp messages, ignore your Telegram, ignore your Twitter, you can ignore your Google+, especially now that it's dead, you can ignore your Instagram, you can ignore everything. But you can't really ignore people in real life, because that's not polite and that's not what you want to do in business. Uh, so, you can definitely try... and make this remote it could work there are many ma- mastermind they're called mastermind uh, clubs uh that are indeed happening online and some of them work but i don't think they they work as well because at some point people will be too busy with something or too stressed or filled with anxiety and then it's very easy for them not to show up once and they start not showing up and they've got no social pressure there's nothing to switch back their behavior and they will continue doing this thing which is not showing up and the whole club will die because of that it's going to be much harder for you to gain like to have retention god <laughs> 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 marks again uh <laughs> founders retention <laughs> yeah founders <This> is... <laughs> retention <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about metrics until now so probably when we will start to talk about metrics also with <laughs> yeah, we should take a founder's retention into account, definitely. <laughs> All right, Paul. Um I think we are almost at the end, but before closing this, I if we would be like in one minute to give a tutorial to a founder beginner who wants to join a founder club, what he or she should be look at. And this is a tough one. uh the same values 
as far as business goes. So they should expect that the other members have the same values. That they, not exactly that they behave in similar ways, but that they value the same things in similar ways. Like their relation to money, to how they treat customers, to how they treat employees, to to how they treat their investors, to how they act when things go bad to how they act when things go good if they if they if they are braggers if they brag about their metrics and who they are all day long uh the things that make up the personality of the people involved i think that's the most important element because if if the values of the group are are okay and you're satisfied with that then you will have a really great experience but otherwise even though you might get some value out of the group out of the club you will never be satisfied with it and what i would add to this is that if i'm in a startup program i don't know some pre-accelerator accelerator probably i should start to look at the people from that program initially yeah and you can try to start a club with them and see where that leads you or if you've had a really great experience at the startup weekend or another type of event where where people get together you can start saying hey We've had a great time uh, playing with building startups. Why don't we Why don't we create a club together and see where that takes us? Do you agree to meet? Uh, these are going to be the the meetings. This is like a mini schedule that we can make. Let's Let's meet and see and see the, if this works out. And most of the times, it it will work out. I think this is like a, a great advice. But again, don't don't forget we are not your consultants. So we are not your lawyers. And Drop us on our Facebook or Twitter your experience with clubs or founders clubs or any meetup that you experience, even bad nice. or good ones. And let us know what you believe about about this. Yeah, do that. And also say, uh, if, you, if you were to join a founders club, what are your fears uh, regarding these sorts of clubs? And maybe you need a lot more information on a founders club versus a normal event and uh, me and Paul can discuss them with you. And if you want some topics that we should talk about, just let us know, drop us a message on, on our Facebook page. But also, don't forget to buy us a coffee. Yeah, buy us a coffee. Definitely do that. See you next time. See you.